the same thing we do every Friday night. That's right, we're trying to party with the world. It's Our Reviews Will Kill You, the Oktoberfest podcast that's celebrating some Halloween fun with everybody. I am your main host, Z. I'm hanging out here, and you'll notice something slightly different. Slightly scary. That's right. There's no one here. Who is that? Nobody. It's just Z. That's right. You get a full-on Z episode. That's right. We're bringing it home for the boys. It's just me. And we're hanging out here on Friday night to bring you an amazing show. Have I got some stuff to talk to you guys about tonight? It's going to be extraordinary. But before we get started, uh, let's find out what's going to be on today's show, shall we? Let's see if I can figure out what we're doing. Because I don't entirely know myself. Even though I wrote the whole thing. Who knew? Who knew? I'm pretty sure we're going to review a couple things. I know we're reviewing the school for good and evil. And I know that we're going to do a Black Adam review as well so i'm excited about those two things and there's a bunch of other stuff and i don't have a screen that tells me what we're doing what are we doing all right here's what we're doing today we're going to talk a little bit about subway and some of the weak ways that they're offering their sandwiches we're going to talk a little bit about tim burton and why he thinks he's a dumbo we're going to talk about a secret Star Wars film from somebody you probably don't know, but you're going to hate once you find out who it is. I talk a little bit about Harry Potter and his forbidden no-no zone that you may not want to go to. The final farewell for a beloved sandwich. James Gunn's got some big news gunning down the competition. George R.R. R. Martin swears he's finally finished something he promised to do like 10 years ago. We're going to talk, we're getting a little outrageous when we talk about people hiding in pythons. That's a thing. I don't know how they got there, but we'll find out more. And we're going to find about a woman who thinks she's probably the prettiest person on earth. I have no idea, but she could be. Uh, And then we're going to go to the reviews. Oh, we have some things we're going to get in and out. We're going to talk a little bit about Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're going to talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy. I would like to say hello to the chat. I see the Doc, the Doc Man's out there. Noob Noob, I don't know what he's doing. I see new challengers out there. Wiser. Hoping some other people. It's usually, we do have a contest going on. I can't check any of the last minute entries right now because I can only do so many things at one time. But I think we have to, we got to clean up a little bit. We got some stuff we need to go over, some some apologies to be made, perhaps. Who knows, but we're going to go to some housekeeping. That's right. Doggy Flera. First, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the videos we did. We did some awesome videos. I specifically talk about why Star Wars is DOA. Star Wars might be dead. Probably because the ratings for Andor. And I'll tell you, I do 10-second reviews of Andor, and I've watched all eight episodes, and nobody seems to care about Andor. 
probably one of my lowest rated shorts. And I just don't think the interest is there. And it, it sure seems to speak to why people don't care that much about Andor. We also do a full breakdown of House of the Dragon, where I guess we just found out that it's not going to be continuing until 2024. It's kind of a shame. Can you hold out for two years? It was great, but now we got to wait a long time. Maybe they'll age them up even more. We'll have everybody will be in their 80s by the time they release a new one. Who knows? But we do break it down, some of the high points of the season for each of us. Then comes the controversy. And, uh, yeah, some people probably say we should... (laughs) See, there's a couple different takes on this. We did a video where we broke down... Noob Noob had some feelings. And his feelings were hurt when he went to go see Halloween Ends. And he ranted and raved about it. And then I wanted to show him what some of the other people were... How they were taking Halloween Ends. And it turns out Red Letter Media really enjoyed Halloween Ends. And then we wanted to contrast that to Pitch Meeting. And Pitch Meeting destroys Halloween Ends. It's pretty funny. Good stuff. What we didn't think was that it would be our most disliked video ever. And I'm not sure why. I don't think we're going to learn anything from this, are we? Ooh, what up, Knuckles? Good to see you, sir. Uh, I don't know what we're going to take from this. Uh, Are we going to learn anything? Probably not. No, we don't really ever learn anything. Uh, But we did learn is that people think it was clickbait. What we did was an analysis, folks. We broke down the differences between Red Letter Media and Pitch Meeting using their own words and then having Noob Noob rant and rave about it because he didn't really understand what was going on. He was very confused. So, yeah, people didn't like that. And they got real mad, and they let us know. So if you want to read something funny, read the comments. Some people were probably, uh, they I think they were mad because YouTube kept recommending it to them, and they didn't actually understand what it was. And when they clicked on it, they were like, uh, okay, don't get this. I mean, I thought this cover would be pretty self-explanatory, but again, alas, all we can do is live and learn. So uh, not going to apologize. Going to say shove it if you didn't like it, and we'll continue making whatever videos we want to. It was still funny. Makes me laugh. My phone was blowing up with all of the people yelling at us about this video. Or yelling at YouTube. I don't know. I like YouTube. Hopefully you like YouTube. But they weren't happy with YouTube. So then, uh, what else do we got here? I think this could be the time that we get to... Oh, we do have a giveaway. We do. We have a future giveaway, which I will talk about. And then we'll get to the actual giveaway that we have for today because I got to do it. And it's, it's a difficult decision. Uh, we ha- we're we going to give away Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons. And Noob Noob did a special video for it. So I'll present that at some point. We'll get that out there so people can decide whether or not they would like to enter to win the digital code. But in the meantime... Uh, let me go. Let me just discuss our shorts real briefly. And then what we can do is come back to the giveaway we need to do. Let's take a look at this. We're going to talk. We're just going to go over some of the shorts real quick. Uh, some 
People don't seem to have too much interest in Cabinet of Curiosities. I don't know if that's going to be a hit. It really didn't hit that well on Netflix. It's not really one of the highest rated shows. It crept up a little bit. I watched it go up the charts. It started at like six and now it's at four. Uh, Noob Noob tries a new recipe for Wendy's Frosty cereal. Kind of tasty. We talk, uh, I did a review of School of Good and Evil and or as I talked about before. Noob Noob takes a sidecar premium taste test that you are sure to enjoy. I did, uh, somebody did Black Adam. Probably Noob Noob. That's a thing. And then what else did he do here? What else? Uh, there's the giveaway, House of Dragon. We're doing the Chucky series. We tried Chainsaw Man. People probably don't like that one that much because it's in Japanese. I did not anticipate the lack of interest in something that was uh, only dubbed in English. And I... Sh- I should learn my lesson there. So let's get back. Let's get back. We can go back to the end of housekeeping here. We're going to talk. We're going to do the giveaway. So it looks like, ooh, Ron Cold, the Stone Cold Killer is out there. Good to see you, Ron. We're going to do the giveaway. And uh, I'm going to leave it up to the chat. I We had entries from uh, New Challenger and I think it was Teddy Graham or Teddy Bear. What are those two? Not sure who. But if you tell me you're in the chat right now, you're going to have the best chance to win. It was who? It was a, a chance to win Bullet Train and whoever gave us their favorite Brad Pitt movie. And it seems the consensus is the movie we don't talk about, which is Fight Club. So Fight Club seems to be the winner. And our winner could be either New Challenger or Teddy Graham. Doc's been MIA and Doc doesn't get to win anyway. Ooh, Teddy Graham is right there. Came in first. Oh, and then New Challenger. I feel, now I feel torn. You're both here. Oh, man. New Challenger is new, though, unless he's under an alias. And Teddy, I think you've won before. Maybe you can you can hold a tab out there for the next one. It is always it's rigged. Doc, you can't win anything because you give them back. And then we don't have a place to give them away to. <laughs> delete or cue. thank you doc doc why don't you pick the winner since it's very difficult for me and it can't be you why don't you throw out a question in the chat for the two challengers teddy graham and new challenger and then whoever answers your question gets a chance to uh gets gets to win it how's that does that sound the most fair way I think that's a fair way to do it because uh, we've at least we've we've rounded it down to two competitors. Doc's been eliminated. Ask a question, Doc, and, wh- and whoever gives the answer you like the best will get it done. But in the meantime, I believe we shall move on. Onwards and upwards, we are moving on to the I believe you'll find this news not a snooze. Let's take a look here. Let's take a look here. Subway cuts its new sandwich. Your stock, you're supposed to ask them a question so they can pick a winner. Anyway, Subway cuts Russell Wilson has widely mocked Danger Witch sandwich from its roster. 
the Russell Wilson, the quarterback for the Denver Broncos, who seems to stink right now, forced a trade, from what I understand, to the Denver Broncos, had a had his own custom sandwich where he was eating the sandwich in new, exciting, and dangerous ways, which was like not very interesting or exciting, and people <laughs> keep ripping him from fantasy life. Mom, Russell Wilson's doing that thing again. Yes, they're they're afraid of what he's doing because it's very weird. I don't even know what the sandwich is, but the Subway is known for having custom sandwiches from like Marshawn Lynch, Tony Romo, Simone Biles, Tony Hawk. I don't know why you'd throw Russell Wilson in there. They're saying they, they put it in the Subway vault because there's been too many memes about it. Uh, let's see a competing subway, a competing sub sandwich needs to hire Geno Smith ASAP to combat the awfulness of the Russell Wilson subway ads. I don't even know if the sandwich is good. I don't even know what it is. I just know it's dangerous. They're absolutely terrible and creepy. I think the injury might be because he's hiding. Uh, Teddy has a, makes a good point that the commercials are terrible and creepy. Yes. He's, he's wearing like a leather jacket and like, Fingerless gloves and glasses and a hat. He copied my style. And then he's eating a sandwich in the most lame ways ever. He may have committed a murder. I mean, did he murder his career? Is that real that he may have committed a murder? That seems kind of strange. He needs to be charged with a crime. (laughs) Uh... You either die unlimited or you live long enough to see yourself become a danger witch. He succeeded. <laughs> danger. Oh, it's a danger Russ. See, I don't even get the joke because it's danger, you know, and then Russ, like Russell Wilson, R-U-S-S. Get it? Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Eating it left-handed. Oh, here's what the sandwich is. So everybody who was curious. <laughs> he some way or Jared. I mean, if he goes to prison, he could go, he could go murder Jared in, in, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd want to be associated with Subway after that whole Jared scandal, but the sandwich is fe- It features pepperoni, salami, black forest ham, provolone cheese, and bacon on Italian herbs and cheese bread topped with lettuce, green peppers, tomatoes, banana peppers, along with yellow mustard and mayo. What? Get get out of town. That is nonsense. Oh my gosh. Who wants that? Yellow mustard and mayo? Are you kidding me? That sounds like a terrible sandwich. My that's what's dangerous. Mixing yellow mustard and mayo? Who what does that even make? Not even sure. I'm I'm gonna have to t- I'm gonna have to text Doc here because Doc won't do a job. Ron Cold, can you come up with a question for the chat so that our two contestants can have a chance to win? Because I gotta give I got the codes I gotta give them away. We've got codes to give away Bullet Train, and I'm I'm waiting for a question out there. Do you know what is a, what is dangerous about <laughs> what is dangerous is eating a Subway sandwich? Yes, Teddy, I agree with you. <laughs> Apparently, that's not the only sandwich they pulled. They also canceled the Sunshine Sub, which was endorsed by Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. Did he get yanked? I'm pretty sure they're bad, too. (laughs) They picked some real winners here. Uh, You know know who who else picked a winner? 
famous director Tim Burton. He decided to take that money. He's been remaking. He's not been a good director for a long time. Anybody who had any hope about him being a director after like you know people have a lot of nostalgia for that for the the good Batman movie back in '89 and Batman Returns. People like that too. Some people like Sleepy Hollow. Tim Burton decided to you know do make you know commit crimes against humanity by remaking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a movie which should never be spoken about again. And he also did Dumbo, a movie so bad I refuse to watch it. But he apparently he's done making Disney movies. Doesn't want to make make them. Doc, it's you, nobody knows our real names except for Scott's real name, which is ridiculous. Yes. Oh, okay. Wiser has a question: If one is love and two is sex, what is three and four? I don't know. That's a tough one. How would do whatever Doc asks? You gotta ask a fun question. Fun question or answer Wiser's puzzle because I can't answer it. Wiser's clearly smarter than I am, so I can't. I don't know that one. Uh, but Tim Burton here goes. Oh yeah, he's all he's not, he's the director known for flicks like Nightmare for Before Christmas. He didn't direct that, by the way. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, which is terrible. I know some people like it, but I, I do not. But he says, I will never work for the mouse, uh, the House of Mouse unless he gets divorced again and needs more money. But he says, what does he say specifically? Uh, I do like, he also directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is actually a great movie. The thing about Dumbo, this is a direct quote, is that is, is that's why I think my days with Disney are done. I realized that I was Dumbo, that I was working in this horrible big circus and I needed to escape. That movie is quite autobiographical at a certain level. Wow. Oh, that's right. He did Beetlejuice too, which they're also remaking and he better not have, I don't know. Sounds like a bad idea. He said it felt very exciting at the beginning of all of it. It's amazing how much, how much it really hasn't changed in a sense. A tortured superhero, weird costumes. But for me, at the time, it was very exciting. It felt new. I don't know. Dumbo, it just didn't look good to me. Didn't look interesting. I was, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not interested in that at all. And I, don't, I, I think his career has gone pretty substantially downhill. I think the last decent thing he directed, no, I think that was Sam Raimi who directed that. I, I was thinking that he directed um, that Wizard of Oz prequel, whatever that was called. But no, I don't think he did that. So we'll move to the next one. This is a secret, and I don't think you're going to want to hear it. Secret Star Wars movie from Deadline reporting. This has not been officially announced. But there's a secret Star Wars film from Damon Lindelof. And apparently they're setting Miss Marvel's Charmaine Obeyed Shinoy as the director. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh, for those of you who don't know Damon Lindelof's background, he comes from the J.J. Abrams school of let's make mystery boxes that no one can solve the answers to and then we'll forget about them. You remember... You remember, you watched Star Wars, uh, the remake, you know, not A New Hope, but Star Wars, 
whatever the first annoying one was, where they tease like, ooh, that's a story for another time about uh, Skywalker's lightsaber and then never answer it. That's like the standard J.J. Abrams. Like, here's a here's a cool thing we talked about and then nobody bothers to answer the question. So you've got Damon Lindelof. He also worked on Lost. You may also know him from Watchmen, if you watch that, where he absolutely desecrated Watchmen and destroyed it. I think we covered last week how much uh, the creator of Watchmen hated it. So, yeah, we've got a secret Star Wars movie. I think this is all nonsense, right? Um, Because Kathleen Kennedy in Star Wars is notorious for announcing new movies like... All the other ones that got canceled, like the Rogue Squadron one with Patty Jenkins, or they were talking about the one with Taika Waititi that's going to be made, but isn't going to be made for three years, or the new trilogy with Rianne Johnson. None of those have happened. None of those have occurred. They're not doing them. This sounds like another nonsensical one. I don't really get it. It's all just nonsense. So I just, I don't have, uh, I don't have... I don't believe this is a real thing. So it would be a disaster anyway. I, I watched all of Miss Marvel. It was disappointing. The first two episodes were decently directed, but other than that, I don't see how that style lends itself to a giant Star Wars movie. Like all of this just seems like nonsense. But it wasn't officially announced. It was it's being leaked. So who knows what's going on here? But Star Wars is a hot mess. They're going to have to fire some people and make some things happen. So, But for fans of a different franchise, I don't know if it's a better franchise, but it's a different franchise. Harry Potter, I thought you guys might be interested in taking a, taking a trip to a forbidden forest. Apparently, there's two locations, and I never heard of this, but I figure maybe you'd be interested There's a Harry Potter Forbidden Forest experience that makes its debut in October 2022. That's now in Westchester, New York and Washington, D.C. If I were you, I'd probably ignore the Washington, D.C. one, but maybe go to New York. It was created by Warner Brothers themed entertainment in partnership with uh, something called Fever. Okay. But there's some sort of uh, forest that you can walk through. I guess it's a walking tour. During the nighttime outdoor experience, it you know what it reminds me of? It actually, when I saw some pictures of it, it reminded me of like a Christmas walk. <laughs> but uh, it's inspired by one of Wizarding World's most iconic locations. Visitors will follow a magical light trail where they will discover illuminated moments from the for- Forbidden Forest, practicing spells, encounter mythical creatures from Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts, including hippogriffs, centaurs, unicorns, pygmy puffs, and nifflers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what any of those things. Are. I mean, I know what a, I know what a hippogriff and a centaur and a unicorn, but what's a pygmy puff or a niffler? Don't, don't know what those are. Uh, visitors will also find a themed village at the end where they can enjoy delicious food and merchandise from the Harry Potter shop. You know, uh, you know fish and chips. I guess they serve that there because that's what people like, right? People like those. Uh, The New York one will debut in Franklin D. Roosevelt State Park in Westchester County, New York. And then the other one is the estate of Morvan Park, Leesburg, Virginia, in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Starting October 29th, both locations open 5 to 11 p.m. The walk 
is approximately 60 to 90 minutes long. The walking trail takes 45 to 75 minutes. Ticket prices start at 36 bones for adults, 25 for children. Kids under five are free. So if you really wanted to walk through a forest and have, um, you know, take wizarding spells and do magic, sounds like fun. You go and do that. And if you're looking for another bite to eat, you better catch one quick because McDonald's, they're teasing a farewell tour for their McRib sandwich. This may be the final, final countdown for McDonald's McRib. I think I had a McRib once, or I could be imagining it because I watched an episode of The Simpsons where Homer was addicted to McRibs and, and became a McRib groupie and followed them around the country as they release the McRib in different different areas. Like it's like a it was a regionally released. So you could only get it in like certain states at certain times. So these hippies would like follow the McRib around. And if I remember correctly, you pour like you pour it into like a mold. Like there's no bones in it. There's no ribs in it. It's just like pork sludge poured into a mold. And get you know if if you've had a McRib, I would love to hear a review of a McRib out in the chat. I've I've never had like I said, if I've had one, it was either a hallucination or maybe it did happen. I don't remember it being good. The sandwich debuted in Kansas City in 1981 and has only returned several times. Uh, let's see here. But the they it's enjoyed during the colder seasons. In 2019, they sold 10,000 sandwiches at 14,000 locations. Uh, you can order your, so you can get it for delivery or pickup before it says goodbye on 11-20-2022 famous pork sandwich. Doc claims it's going goodbye forever. Some people are saying that that's a lie, that they're just, they're just teasing it. They're just, uh, you know, this is a scam that they're trying to run on us. I don't know, but maybe you might want to get yours. Maybe we can convince Noob Noob to have one. To, get, to give one away, well, maybe not give one away, but to taste test it, who knows? We don't know what he'll eat, if he's even allowed back on the show. Uh, let's move on to some, maybe some positive news, which connects directly to our, one of our, our premiere reviews tonight of Black Adam. There was a DC shocker. Oh, I didn't cover, there were stories I'm not covering, which includes the death of Jerry Lee Lewis the crumbling of the yay empire, you know, the death of the Yeezy. Um, Nancy Pelosi's husband getting attacked with a hammer. Not covering any of those stories. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. But what we will cover is, is James Gunn and Pete, Peter Safran are going to lead the, the TV and animation division and film division of D.C., this was a kind of a shock. They we talked about who they were going to pick, and maybe the previous guy turned it down. They're gonna. It's going to replace. They're forming a new division that's going to replace DC Films. Smart move, Marvel, getting rid of uh, James Gunn so that your rival could pick him up and make DC great again. Uh, we saw that. Uh, Walter Hamada got got released. The man who hates James Cavill, apparently, for, for no real reason. You know, only the biggest star on earth who people love his Superman depiction 
and he was in starring in The Witcher, you know, one of the top shows at the time. You know, let's just get rid of that guy. We don't need him. Uh, but it seems like things are going to change. James Gunn is is uh, coming back to town. You know, he already did Suicide Squad, and it uh, looks like he's going to be on board to be in charge. He's going to be like their Kevin Feige. I actually think it's a good idea, because I don't know a lot about Safran, but if you have... They clearly have it where Gunn's going to focus on the creative side of things. Safran's going to focus on the business and production side. So if Safran can focus on making sure the budgets are in line and that they're hiring the right people, and they don't have you know Ezra Miller running around harassing people. Gunn can create. A, he he likes. He clearly likes. He's clearly a comic book fan and clearly likes these things. So I think he's going to do a real good job. I think he's really going to enjoy it, and it'll be fun to see where he takes this because I like what he's done so far. And I think he he'll know tonally what he can do. Cause I remember he was offered a Superman film and he turned it down. So it'll, we'll see how they put them together. You know, there's a lot of separate creative universes as they're talking about, like Joker's not in the same universe as, and you know, the Batman universe seems to be under a, a different world. So we'll see how any of this goes on. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. I definitely agree. Uh, Teddy says it's better to have two than instead of just one. Because uh, I think they can balance each other out because clearly something's happened to Kevin Feige. He's been compromised. The quality of what's going out there is just not good enough in Marvel. Marvel's in a tailspin. And I don't know if they realize it or not, but there's a real problem there. And DC sure needs the help. So I like the idea of a creative guy you know, he's, he might not make the best money decisions. And then you have a money guy. And the money guy makes the good money decisions. And the creative guy makes the good creative decisions. And if they can, like, work together to, to figure this thing out, I think it's a win-win for everybody. So, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to agree with you, Teddy. Uh, what kind of forever? I'm, you're hearing is pretty good. I'm hoping it's pretty good. We'll see. I'm definitely going to review it. So I'm hoping it's good. I think there's going to be a lot of emotional energy charged into that. Uh, and I don't think Ryan Coogler, while I don't think he's the greatest director on earth, I do think that there's so much energy from Chadwick Boseman, the star of, of Black Panther who passed away. I think there's just so much energy. Like they had to focus so much into it that it's going to have to be good. You know, I just can't believe it wouldn't be good. Yeah, and yeah, we might finally get that Mana 2 sequel. I might, we might be tipping our hand before we get there, before we talk about Black Adam. Uh, the last thing I want to cover in the regular news section is our good friend, the Oathbreaker, George R.R. Martin. He's finally giving us a Wind of Winter update after swearing he wouldn't give us a winds of winter update. You know, I I feel like he'd be the first guy to 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 kneel, you know, to take a knee. He's uh not very good at keeping his promises. He promised us he'd have it finished when he isolated him in his little cabin and that we could I think have our way with him if he didn't finish and he clearly didn't do that. But what he is saying is that winds of winter is 75% done. By the time he's done is anyone going to care? I mean, if he's 75, how long will it take him to finish 25%? I just, I don't know. 
He said, it's a big, big book. I wonder, here's what I, I, as someone who's read both books, they're not both books, I've read the entire Game of Thrones series at least two or three times um, through, uh, through Feast of Crows. And um, he said, Dance with Dragons and Storm Swords are the two largest books in the series. They're 1,500-page manuscripts. I think he was going to split the last one into two books, and now he's not He's not going to. He's going to just finish Winds of Winter and try to end the entire thing. I, I think he... Uh, he he's gonna do that. I don't know. We'll we'll see. He he claims it's a huge book and maybe they're gonna make him cut it into two. I don't know. I think they should cut it into two just so he could be done with the damn thing. Or at least we can get something. I mean, I don't know. Yes, George, I'll die before I finish writing Game of Thrones RR Martin. For sure, Teddy. I agree with you. That's gonna happen. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, before we go to our next story, we're going to get outrageous. Is it outrage? These are some pretty outrageous stories, so you better buckle in, folks, because it's going to get outrageous. I promise you. All right. I think I had the music playing this whole time, didn't I? That's a shame. I'll try to, maybe I can stop doing that for you guys. Well, yeah, that might make sense. Let's see. Intro music. We're not going to play intro music right now. We'll see. All right, let's move to the outrageousness. Now, see, the reason why I picked this story is because I was always under the impression that these were just like old wives' tales or they just weren't exactly real. Um, There's an Indonesian woman's body found inside of a python. Yeah, I feel like they're you know, pythons and, and anacondas are capable of eating people, but it just doesn't seem super likely. And I know I've picked up a couple stories over the years that, oh, yeah, somebody got swallowed. But this seems pretty legit. Uh, in, in Indonesia's Jambi province, a woman was killed and swallowed whole by a python. Jara, a rubber tapper, reportedly in her 50s, had made her way to work at a rubber plantation Sunday morning. She was reported missing after failing to return home that night. Search parties were sent out to find her. A day later, villagers found a python with what appeared to be a large stomach. Locals later killed the snake and found her body inside. The victim was found inside the snake's body. Batara Jami police chief, AKPS Harefa, told local media outfits, adding that her body appeared largely intact when it was found. That's pretty bonkers. I mean, I they're claiming the snake was 16 feet long and they caught and killed it to verify her her identity. The husband apparently found some some items. They found that she was inside. They said this incident is rare, but it's not the first time someone in Indonesia has been killed and eaten by a, a python. Two similar deaths were reported in the country between 2017 and 2018. I guess it's pretty rare. Uh, but it's just bonkers. Like, what a way to go. It's just insane. Uh, there, there's a couple things here. Pythons swallow their food whole. That's after they, like, constrict you and they give you the old good old choke out. And then uh, 
One expert had earlier told the BBC that Python typically eats rats or other animals, but once they reach a certain size, it's like they don't bother with rats anymore because the calories aren't worth it. They go as large as the as the prey goes. They, they're saying they can eat pigs and cows. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> Dahmer, yes, Dahmer says people taste like chicken. I, I believe he does say that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what, I mean, I don't know. Is it a terrible way to go? Like, think about it. If it's like fighting, it's like fighting a, 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 str- a strangly MMA fighter, right? You just get choked out. You just tap out. And then by the, you know, you're not, you're not going to remember anything. You're just going to get squished. And then, you know, it kind of crushes all the bones in your body. I don't know. It's probably a bad way to go. Not going to recommend it. The, as far as a review, getting eaten by a snake, I do not recommend that you do that. You should probably take that under consideration next time you're wandering around in Indonesia. Next story. Moving on. We're going to talk about... This story is just bonk. I don't know what to do with this story. Vegas woman who said she's too pretty to be arrested is arrested for killing her mom. Hend Bustami. Let's get a good look at this girl. All right. Oh, let me read what this uh, She was previously, previously arrested for not paying at an airport Chili's and disrupting TSA, telling cops they only arrested her for because she's so good looking. I mean, I need more pics to tell. I'm going to need her to send me her Playboy portfolio before I judge her as the too pretty to be arrested. <laughs> this girl, uh, 28-year-old Las Vegas woman was arrested Wednesday on allegations she killed her mother just... Uh, months after she reportedly told police she was too good looking to be arrested. They, uh, <laughs> they received a call from a frantic female who told dispatchers that her mother was dead and then hung up. Don't know what that means, but they had been involved in a verbal dispute and that her mother had multiple lacerations. They haven't determined the cause of death. I'm going to say it wasn't just from being good looking. She was previously arrested in June for dining and dashing in an airport in Chili's. I guess, I guess you could do that. She also broke airport rules by by sleeping by the security checkpoint. Uh, they said she was in the baggage claim area. She was belligerent and she was being harassed because cops had never seen anyone as pretty as her. She told the cops she was going to spit on all of them and called them perverts and accused them of trying to grape her as they arrested her. Wow. She's the, <laughs> the accused killer and alleged beauty queen also faced battery charges in June after police discovered that the airport arrest that there was a warrant out for her in, in Vegas. What a mess. What a mess. But do you guys think that she was too good looking to be arrested? <laughs> I th- would think I, it kind of reminds me of that guy. Do you guys remember this? There was the, the really handsome felon who I think ended up, who was a model, and then when he got out, like he got, he was like this really good looking, attractive model, and got out and got got too many, um, like all these women were proposing to him, and uh, yeah, I think they call him like the good looking felon. I would look him up, but I don't, I don't care them. I don't need to look at a guy. Too busy looking at this beauty. Beauty and the Beast, her mom was probably the beast. That would be my guess. All right, well, I think we've outraged enough people here. We've already talked about how people taste like chicken. 
And we talked about the most beautiful woman on earth. Let's, I, I'd like to get out of those subjects and get into something. Get into something that I'm not sure how I feel about. But I'm going to get in and I'm going to get out of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, the first trailer drop for this. I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, you've got Evangeline Lilly sporting a haircut designed to truly unattract any man in her life. I can't imagine someone as attractive as Scott Lang would hang out with Hope Van Dyne with that type of haircut. She's just got the shortest, like, butch haircut. Like, what is going on there? Is that girl, like, losing her hair or something? Like, who made that decision? Uh, but you've also got you've got everybody else's in it. You got the whole Ant Man family. You've got Hank Pym, and you got all these people. Who do we got? We've got. Uh, I want to see the cast. Oh yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer. You got. Oh, the new girl, Catherine Newton, replaces another actress as Cassie Lang, the kid, which I think is unfortunate. Why is Bill Murray in this movie? Randall Park's in it. That's cool. He's probably repri he's reprising his role as Jimmy Woo. Jonathan Majors is Kang the Conqueror. Not impressed with what I'm seeing on this. I'm not. I, I I'm I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling. Uh, I I I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it to review it, obviously. But I'm not excited. I don't know. Ant Man and the Wasp is already kind of on the fence. I like Ant Man and the Wasp. It's okay, but their villain is incredibly. The last film was incredibly dull. What was her name? The Ghost or whatever. This one, uh, yeah, Jonathan Majors doesn't, like, scare me. There is, maybe I should look this up. There's, like, a whole meme thing about Jonathan Majors and uh, him needing, like, the time stone to, like, it's all about chasing yet another MacGuffin so that he can complete his throne of timeliness and be on time so he can eat a lot of apples. Because that's all I remember is that ridiculous apple eating scene in Loki. I don't know where he got the apple from, but the dude was gnawing on an apple the entire... Every line he's delivering is like, This is... I'm so good at time. Mm, time, I'm the best. I write all of time. Sorry, bro. Not that interested. Uh, so... Uh, I'm... I'm in in the sense that I have to review it, but I'm out in the sense that I'm not that excited for it. So, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you in? You out? I don't know. Let's go to the next one that I am kind of excited for. I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy. The holiday special looks kind of funny. And I mean, it's, this could be one of the last things that James Gunn is going to do. They have... Kevin Bacon starring as Kevin Bacon, which is so meta, but it's kind of funny. Uh, it's going to be released on November 25th, so it's coming up soon. That's so weird. We're going to have Black Panther and the holiday. Oh, that's going to be a Disney Plus movie. Okay, I didn't realize that. I thought it was going to be released in theaters. I think that's kind of foolish. But uh, yeah, it looks like Star-Lord is feeling sad about Christmas, and they want to cheer him up. And their perfect Christmas present is Kevin Bacon. I mean, it sounds like fun. I'm into it. We'll see what happens. Uh, it seems like it's it's drawn on like uh, some comic stuff. 
Looks like they're all having a good time. You know, you got Mantis, you got Drax. Looks good. I'm in. I'll watch it. I'm, I'll check that out and I'll review it on top of all that. So I'm in on that one. So that wraps up in and out. And uh, let's see. I got to look at the chat and see do we finally pick a winner? Wiser, you need to pick a winner. I ha- I have a leaning that I'm leaning towards. Doc didn't do what he was supposed to do. So let's see. who Who is going to be the winner in our giveaway before we move on to the last part? If Wiser's out there or Ron, you guys can pick a winner. Let me know. And I will... All you got to do is hit us up on... Just direct message us on Instagram. And I think I can just... I have a picture of it and I can just send it to... The good winner. I think I have a choice, but I'm waiting on you guys to figure it out as we move on to the reviews. That's right. It's time for reviews. We're going to do it. No, Doc, you don't win. You have to pick a winner. You are not allowed to win. You are disqualified. I've already told you that. Maybe that's the reason why he's sabotaging the contest because he wants to win himself. So we're going to start with the school for good and evil. This was an interesting one. Pops up on Netflix. Ready PG-13. Critics have it at 37%. Audience has it at 68%. So it's certified popcorny fresh. Critic consensus. The cast is game and the visuals are dazzling, but a deeply derivative narrative Men menace oh that's a typo means the school for good and evil flunks on storytelling front well la dee da essentially what you have is a, a story about two best friends who wish one of the best friends wishes to join this uh, myth- mythological school for good and evil she thinks she's good her friend thinks she's evil they go into school they get dropped in the wrong schools. They get mixed up. They get mishmashed. Oh my god! And then they end up as oh my god. Ben Kinsley is not in this. I don't. I don't agree with that. Uh, they get put in the wrong schools, and then they have to make it uh, make it all work and see what happens. Let the glorious fun begin. It's uh, it's it's okay. Here's what I found fascinating. The thing, uh, oh my gosh, you guys are crazy. Just pick, (laughs) the chat is out of control. They cannot be controlled. Doc cannot be controlled. I think Doc has lost his gourd. Um, It says a ton of like stars too. It's got, so uh, the two girls, I don't know them, Sophia and Caruso and Sophia Wiley. That's so weird. They're both named Sophia. And one of the actresses plays a character named Sophia. There's three Sophias. What? Charlize Theron is in it. Michelle Yeoh, Lawrence Fishburne, Kerry Washington. So all like there's got some stars in it. You know, they're in there. But what I found most fascinating is the director. The director, Paul Feig, those of you who don't know, he is the the director of Ghostbusters 2016. So they somehow snuck him into this YA novel thing. And I I took a look at the YA novel, and yeah, I know people were like race-swapped and stuff, but I didn't think it was like woke or anything like that. I thought it was just uh, 
It was it was it was entertaining. It took me a couple days to get through it. Uh, some of the reviews, the movie is really the movie really is star studded, but it has almost no momentum. An exhaustively long, overstuffed movie that probably would have worked better as a TV series. Eh, maybe. Harry Potter meets Descendants with a dash of Romeo and Juliet in the School for Good and Evil. And yes, it is just as overstuffed as it sounds. Yeah, there was a lot of plot here. There was a lot of plot. I thought the acting was like good enough to carry what was what was going on. It was all right. The critics really did not like this. It's kind of uh, shocking how much they didn't like it. Maybe it wasn't like, <laughs> I don't know if it wasn't woken up. I think they're mad. Here's Here's my guess. They're mad that the two best friends, the two lead girls, didn't end up together. You know, I think they were expecting the two girls to like, they're they're like mad that it didn't end up as a romantic thing. You know, girls can't be friends with each other. They have to become lesbians together. And I thought that's where it was going to go. I thought they were going to go the way of Frozen, where you have the two sisters kissing at the end of Frozen and go full lesbian. But they didn't. They just stayed best friends. It's very confusing to me. But I thought the movie was all right. I mean, if you're into, if you can get through a, uh, I didn't think it was directed particularly well. It looked kind of funky. They spent, it seems like they spent a lot of uh, money on this thing. Too much money, in fact. Definitely too much money. But it's fine. It's all right. I feel like the characters could have been fleshed out a little bit better. They jammed so much plot into it. It's it's a little crazy. Uh, But... Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There's a lot of movies that are just fine. It's okay. It's nothing to write home. Nothing to write home about. It's just fine. So we can move on to the premiere. The premiere review. The movie's so nice, they named it twice. The critics hate this movie. Just in case you were wondering, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Black Adam. They don't even say his name in it. They call it, to call him Teth Adam, which I guess is a thing. But critics have it at 40% with 253 reviews. That's almost the full complement of professional reviewers. I think it usually sits around 347. And then with 5,000 plus reviews, they have it. The audience has it at 90%. This was the biggest opening for Dwayne The Rock Johnson ever. Kind of a shocker. Uh, this is the tale of Black Adam. Critic consensus, Black Adam may end up pointing the way to an exciting future for DC films, but as a standalone experience, it's widely uneven letdown. Audience says, with lots of action, solid effects, and a story you don't have to be a comic fan to follow, Black Adam is one of the best DC movies to date. To date? Oh my God. God, I can't believe that. Stars a lot of people. So let's go through some of the people. You got Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's pretty good. He didn't just act like The Rock and he was evil. I mean, he wasn't like evil, evil, but he was kind of evil. He wasn't the most evil. Aldous Hodge is Hawkman, Carter Hall. I actually really liked that character. I thought he was great. Very much enjoyed that character. Uh, Adam Smasher, uh, Noah Centina. I don't know who that is, but he was okay. Sarah Shahi, Adriana Tomas, 
or Isis, I guess her name is. That's an unfortunate name, but she was okay. She was the mom. Quintessa Swindell played Cyclone. I liked her. She was good. Pierce Brosnan was a standout as Dr. Fate Kent Nelson. Viola Davis reprises her role as Amanda Waller, which is pretty awesome. She's great. She's so freaking ruthless. She was great in every scene that she was in. So the story is essentially that uh, there's this great myth of the protector of Kandok or Kantok. I, I don't remember the name of this place. Some fictional country. And uh, the story is that they have this great protector. They are looking for some artifacts because the country has been invaded by Intergang, which is is actually a real thing in DC Universe. It's a uh, They have a lot of space-type technology these these intergang people which in the comics i'm fairly certain they're connected to dark side but they don't get into any of that this is strictly about black adam so uh there's a myth about the great defender who gets the powers of shazam and from those crazy wizards and then there's a guy who wanted there's a king who wanted to get a crown and the crown turns him into he has a deal with the devils instead of the wizards and he gets awakened and people are trying to figure out whether or not he's good or bad, and he goes around smashing things. And then Amanda Waller gets involved and goes, "Look, we got a problem here. I'm gonna set the uh, Justice Society, not the Justice League, which is like two guys and a couple of young kids, not a real good society, uh, to go stop or contain Black Adam. He does not want to go willing with willingly with them. They either want him dead or alive, and he is not interested in going anywhere." And uh, fun ensues. There's a lot of CGI fights. Uh, I really, I did actually enjoy, there, there was something like, so movies tend to do this thing where they do a setup and there's a question and there's something that's posed where they go, you know, that doesn't make a lot, like, oh, I wonder why that's happening. Well, this movie did a really good job of setting things up and then uh, giving you pretty good explanations as to what they were. I didn't think it's it's like kind of suffers from most of the DC movies. Kind of reminds me of Wonder Woman. Real good two th- two out of three acts, and then the last act is kind of a CGI crap fest, um, with a really good ending sequence. So you know, and you get I think it's a it, the one of the best parts of the movie is is Tiny Rock. You get a lot of Tiny Rock in this, and I kind of like Tiny Rock. Giant Rock is a big, scary man. He's enormous. Tiny Rock, uh, not so much. Uh, he he seems like a good guy. I like Tiny Rock. So there's there because they're explaining the whole thing. You know, Shazam's a little kid and he kind of blows up into a big, strong dude. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna say like I don't think it's ninety percent. Ninety percent seems a little over ambitious to me. You know what, Teddy? That's a good question. When is the movie set? I think I'm going to say it's set after Suicide Squad and Justice League. It's real hard to tell. It could be any time. It's, su- it's super hard to tell. It's got to be set after Justice League, I'm going to say, based on the cameo. And I, I, I'm trying not to spoil anything. And if you don't want to listen, uh, I think now might be a good time. Uh, because there's a major, major spoiler, which has already been announced by the lead actor themselves. Um, again, spoilers. I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin it, but this was like fantastic. And I was the clown in the theater 
who was clapping and yelling when it happened. I'm that guy who was hooting and hollering. The post-credit scene, warning you, last chance, is the return of Henry Cavill's Superman. Pretty amazing. Uh, I, I I was it, it was like it was pretty awesome. So it looks like they're setting up. Maybe there's going to be a sequel. You know, Black Adam is unclear if he's if he's a hero or a villain. Um, but I enjoy I enjoyed it. It was a fun popcorn movie. You know, it's probably not the best thing. DC, you know, it's on par with Wonder Woman. I think that that's the best way to put it out there. Yeah, it's like a uh, you know, it's a, it's a thing where you're just it's it's unclear whether or not where they're gonna go in the future with this, especially with James Gunn coming through. But it's definitely one of those things where I'm like, I, I like the direction that it's going. I really liked uh, Doctor Fate. I really like Hawkman. I like the new characters. I wish they the the kids, the Adam Smasher and Cyclone, had been given a little bit more to do. Uh, there's a great cameo in there, a Peacemaker cameo. So all of it works really good. I, I'm really interested in where they're going with this. Yeah, okay. I just didn't want to ruin it for anybody. Everybody knew Henry Cavill was coming back as Superman. I mean, it, it clearly shows David Zaslav's stamp on things where you had an actor who people clearly liked as Superman. And people were... DC they just clearly they they didn't like him personally or I don't know what the problem with Henry Cavill was but you have like one of the biggest stars on earth who actually draws people to theaters and you just reject him I I just didn't understand it but I think uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson seemed to be having fun doing this I'm excited for what the future holds you know he's not quite as uh, I feel like he should have been a little more anti-hero than he was. I think it should have been a little more unclear as to whether or not he was a villain. But I like the way that it went. Okay, Teddy is confirming that it was the CEO Walter Hamada that did not like him. He maybe he made a pass at him and it just didn't work out. I mean I don't know. I don't exactly know what was going on there. I mean Henry Cavill is a big dude. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with that guy. From what I understand, and I've, I've read this in a couple different things, uh, Henry Cavill's kind of a nerd, right? He's kind of one of those guys that's like really into what he's doing because uh, I don't know if he plays Warhammer. He might. I know there's some something he's like really super nerdy that he's into, but when he was filming The Witcher, and I may have told this story before, but he played The Witcher, I don't know if it was research or not, but he was into The Witcher 3 and he said, you know, the fans have a real connection with the horse. And in the season, the last season he was in, they were going to make a joke about the horse dying. And he's like, no, you don't understand. The fans really, really are attached to the horse. You can't just make it a joke. I think The Witcher, there's a big problem with The Witcher. And I think it's smart for Henry Cavill to join DC again because from all reports, The Witcher is not going to be good next season. According to some leaks, one of the producers is claiming that the writers hate The Witcher. They hate the show. They hate the source material. It's real weird, real disturbing. And you want to see an R-rated cut of Black Adam? I was surprised it was PG-13, by the way. It sure seemed there was an awful lot of the S-word and an awful lot of, uh, it was very violent. 
Not like the most violent thing I've ever seen, but like for PG-13, it was pretty violent. Um, but I give it a recommend. You should definitely check it out. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going on. I like the idea of seeing Superman again. I'd love to see a Man of Steel too. I think that would be amazing. I'm totally into that. Um, I'm going to make an executive decision because Doc can't do his job. I hope he removed whatever link you guys are talking about. I hope they're not removing link from like the link from Zelda. Don't remove that link. That's a good link. But I'm going to make an executive decision. I really, uh, Teddy made some amazing points tonight. New challenger. Uh, we'll give you some extra points for next time to, if you want to, if you want to in on the new, the sons of Superman or sons of whoever, um, take a shot at, but I'm going to give it to Teddy. Teddy wins bullet train. Thank you for participating guys. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys in the chat. Help me out to here as I steer this one on my own, taking one for the team. We're gonna have another week next week where I got to take it for the team and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it on my own. We have a lot of really great shorts coming up and I really hope you guys support some of the, the, uh, the, the shorts that we have coming out. One that I'm really, really proud of. And I hope you guys can go uh, check it out. Let me see if I can bring it up here is this one give me one second i'm gonna bring this up if in our community section we had an awesome poll more people participated but this i hope you're not too afraid of no of of gnomes because there's a distinct possibility that the scariest gnome you've ever seen is coming to you we have a little short film very short film uh and Doc will very much appreciate the ending. But please take a look at it. I think uh, you guys will like it. You will gnome the meaning of fear. We're going to release that. I think it's tomorrow. What day? Oh, 1029. Yeah, that's tomorrow. So check that out. Please share it with everybody you can. I think you'll get a kick out of it. It's it's it's. Uh, we put a little bit of love into that one. And hopefully you guys enjoy it. We got plenty more interesting shorts coming out, a whole bunch of stuff. As for the Red Letter Media people who are fans of Red Letter Media, dude, I watch almost all their videos, so get off my back. I like those two guys. It's Noob Noob who didn't even know that Mr. Plinkett was a character, so you guys can back off of me and leave me alone there. Ah, it's the insult investor. Good to see you. Good to see you. I was hoping to hear about your yacht, but I hope you are not, you know the meaning of fear as well, Mr. Insult Investor. But uh, as well, what else we got going on? I got another giveaway we'll do. Teddy, uh, hit me up on Instagram. I will send you the 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 code as usual. Oh, no. Insult Investor lost the yacht. I hope you made a killing on it and doubled down and, and bought like an airship at this point. An airship sounds like your speed where you're just like, I, the water's not good enough for you. You need to cruise amongst the clouds. Do they still sell airships? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one day you'll you'll come on the show and we'll uh, we'll have a conversation. It'll be a good one. We'd be happy to have you on board if you want to talk someday. Uh, let me think. What else is out there? Lots of stuff. We're gonna do. I'm I'm gonna try to share. Uh, there's gonna be some Halloween stuff out there for you guys. Check it out. We're gonna have some cool Halloween stuff. And I'm gonna do the next one again myself. So it'll be fun. Oh, that's right. Insult Investor was busy entertaining Noob Noob's girlfriend as Noob Noob is uh, lost in Iceland. 
We'll hear his story maybe when he comes back. But as for me here, I am uh, so happy to hang out with you guys tonight. You guys killed it. It was a great time had by all. You see my flaming skull in the background. I hope you have a really safe and awesome Halloween. I hope you enjoy it. I will, uh, maybe I'll dress up as something. Maybe I'll just be the alien that I am today. I am the crazy alien. But thanks to the chat, you guys killed it tonight. You absolutely brought the heat. I really appreciate everybody who entered the contest. We'll have another one, and uh, the new challenger gets some free bonus points because he was in there. He was out there to compete. Let's see if he likes that one. We've got plenty more coming to you. Uh, but as for me, I guess I'm on to the next one. Thank you.